0: Welcome to the Novels Podcast. It brings me great joy to welcome our guest today, Latia Lopes of William Edward Boutique. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, So, this boutique that you have, walk me through that. What does that look like? Um, What type of aesthetic is uh, pretty much um, promoted in the, the boutique?
1: So, William Edward Boutique is for men and women. And I look at it as like the fashion forward guy or girl, the girl that doesn't mind spending a little bit more on her dress or the guy that wants to look stylish. I have a lot of um, pieces for women at this moment because I'm really into menswear, so I want to make sure I have like perfect menswear. Um, But I look at it as the fashion forward guy and girl.
0: Nice. That that makes sense, and I think that's probably more of a modern type of uh, aesthetic. And and um, obviously, I've been to the boutique multiple times and, and seen the um, the ideas come to fruition that you've been working on. And um, this is actually your second store. Your first store was in it was in Boston. Um, walk me through the process of like just creating a brand um bringing ideas to fruition working with different vendors to try to get like the product that you want or get the the sizing and whatnot because you know obviously when starting a new brand or you're not having the brand recognition you know it's very difficult you know to really maneuver through all the processes and go to the trade shows and all of that so kind of walk me through the process of that in in, in more detail
1: so from the beginning, I've learned about um, like the wholesale market through my mom. My mom had a clothing store, clothing boutique years ago when I was like probably elementary or middle school. So I learned through her. So it was easier for me once I started. I knew exactly which trade shows to go to, um, but it was it was about finding the right space. You know, rent is super expensive in Boston, so. Mm-hmm. It took me time, and then my sister downsized one of her salons and moved into a, a building. So I was like, "Well, I can start, you know, here." So I renovated a space, made it like, um, like almost like a woman's and men's like favorite closet. Um, so I, it's really it was really like intimate but very beautiful. Um, and I decided to start there. So finding vendors, it wasn't as difficult, but obviously the big brands that I want to work with. It was a little challenging at first, but because of the the transition the fashion industry is going to going through right now, like I think it's so much easier to get those bigger brands um, to start to open an account with a small business like mine. So it's it's been it's been pretty easy, honestly, finding the like getting the brands that I want to work with me.
0: Okay, um, and I mean I, I would say it's probably easy for you because just like you named. Um, Your mom had some experience, Mm -hmm. you know, within the industry. Um, Your sister also had some experience from an entrepreneurial standpoint. I actually didn't know either of those things. That's also very um, interesting to know. Um, Now, with, like, going to the trade show, if I want to start a boutique, Mm -hmm. like... What, where, what are the beginnings? What are the basics that I need to get down first that will propel me in the right direction to to bring that idea in creating a boutique or a store um, and on a storefront to fruition?
1: So the things that I wish I would have known years ago was money is key. Like having the back end to, to open accounts, to start your business, you need to have the funding. And... I honestly did it with out-of-pocket. Like, i never had a credit card. I opened my first business card probably a year ago. So I really did it out-of-pocket, which was very challenging. But also, I didn't have to worry about lenders either. Mm -hmm. But in order for me to have gone to where I've gone to right now, I probably could have started a little sooner. But I didn't have the back end. So I would suggest, like, having the back end first. um, Knowing exactly what aesthetic you want to... Go with as far as like men or women's or just women's. Um, I would try to step outside the box and not deal with the same vendors. A lot of other boutiques are dealing with. There's a lot of Instagram boutiques, so
0: So you have to diversify. Yeah,
1: you have to in order to stand out. You want you want to just make a quick buck, then do you know do whatever you please. But I I personally love to like look at every type of brand from you know um, local designers to designers in london i like to really um i like to really choose i'm gonna always miss buying i'm probably gonna try to buy as long as i can in my business because obviously at some point i'm gonna have to let someone else do it yeah but i love that because i feel like you want your customers to walk away with not ever returning your product yeah so that's important
0: no i think i think you made several great points um in, in saying that i think you know, also with the capital being the biggest thing, I will also say even when I started my brand, I didn't have any capital. I did it just out of out of pocket. But I will say with that, and you can a- attest if this is correct from your journey. But um, you know, it made me a lot more strategic. Yeah. Because I didn't have the big budget to really fail as much. So I-, I wouldn't necessarily say it kind of prohibited me from taking risks, but they were more calculated. Yeah. Than I typically would. Mm-hmm. Um, be more free because like you, if you think in you think of fashion you think of like a business of, of that sort you know a lot of times within that realm or or the connotation of, of fashion is typically a more free-spirited mm-hmm. type of um with the type of vibe yeah so you need that creativity and need that you know that bandwidth to do different things and and fail but i will say you know in in my journey Um, Not having that capital did make me be more focused or more heightened on making decisions on on what to do and what not to do. Would you say the same thing for you?
1: I totally agree. I definitely, um, I think going into opening my first space, I was like, I want to just carry all the brands that I really love. And (laughs) and it wasn't realistic to where I was. Once I realized, all right, you're not in that demographic. You have to rethink this and refocus then I started to understand I have to be a lot more strategic with buying the things that I wanted to buy, um, selling the things that I wanted to sell, price points, all of that. I think you definitely have to be strategic if you're doing things out of pocket because you're gonna lose money if you don't. Like yeah. you're not gonna you wanna take those risks. You have to take risks in business right. period. That like, is if important. you don't, then you're never gonna learn or you're never gonna grow into to who you're supposed to be. So that's totally important. It's, is
0: being strategic yeah no i I totally agree and i think i think what either way right if you have the capital or you don't have the capital i think definitely being strategic is is a pivotal aspect of just like your your whole idea um from start to finish because that's the only way or nine times out of ten the only way that you're going to have success um but like how was the process of you know, I, I I got the process of going to, you know, the idea of developing it and, you know, the concepts and whatnot. Now, when you go to the trade, um, to the trade events, like, what is that? Walk me through that process. Are you filling out stuff? Do you got to give them a heads up before? How do you even know about, I know you said you know about the trade shows because your, your, your family ties, but I'm sure you did some other research that you found some trade shows that were more aligned to the product that you're trying to sell
1: oh right? yeah so with trade shows um for the most part you should research it but i i always you always have to register for the most part before but they allow you to register when you get there but the trade shows it can be overwhelming so you have to have a game plan once you get there because there can be like five to six hundred Brands, yeah, and you're gonna automatically want to cling to the brands that you're familiar with, but that's not necessarily what you're gonna carry in your store or whatever. So, you'll have everything from um sourcing, um, which is like you know, all the overseas companies for the most part, a lot of you know, American made um, factories are coming out, um, and then you'll have you know your new brands, and then you'll have. Your well-known brands that have these over-the-top displays, which will attract you, but you just have to stay focused when you go to trade shows. But it's always good to register um, ahead of time, so once you get there, you'll have your game plan set out. They always have information prior to going, Um, but the key is to like register, research um, the trade shows that are best for you.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's really great advice, too, because... I've been to several trade shows and literally obviously marketing is a huge, you know, concept of of their whole, um, you know, business. And I've been to trade shows and I walk in and and like the first row and they strategically do it like that is like all these name brands or all these big brands that, you know, very loud, very colorful and very attractive. And then. A lot of the smaller brands that obviously don't have the capital to get that spacing or get that mm-hmm. location or get that visibility, yeah. right, are, like, stuck in the back. But, you know, a lot of times, those, those, those are the, the hidden gems. Those
1: are the best. Those right? Those are the best. I've definitely found, like, one of the brands, one of the menswear I deal with now, they started off in a small booth. And I took a chance on them. And I'm like, I want to buy your T-shirts and your hoodies and your sweatshirts. And they... They were like all for it. They mm. they were awesome. Now they they're getting big, so they're kinda of feeling themselves a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I I always like to, to, yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I always like to take a chance with the smaller brands because I'm a smaller brand. Yeah, so yeah. I even when I become big, I'm never gonna forget these moments because those people need opportunity too. Those big brands, they already, you know, have thousands of accounts or hundreds of accounts that they have, you know, stores that they're working with. So I always like to start small and um, obviously you want to throw in the big brands in your store in the mix but yeah like starting small because they have such a um, family relationship with you in the beginning Mm -hmm. that they'll they'll even bargain with you a lot more like when it comes to like buying and whatever but I definitely would always look for you know those hidden places in the back.
0: Yeah and you need that flexibility right when you're starting off um, because a lot of times with those big brands you know if if you miss a deadline, if, oh, yeah. you know, if the payment is not right, mm-hmm. you know, anything that is, you know, off the contract of what you guys agreed to, it's a problem. Then your name now is just dragged through the mud. Like any industry, it's very small. There's a certain amount of people, the gatekeepers or whatnot, who, who pretty much say yes or no with a lot of things. But it is important. And also, I would say with those big brands. The margin is probably a lot less, you know, that you would receive in, in, um, in you buying their clothes and, and whatnot. Is that true? Do, through your experience, has that been the case too?
1: So big brands. So for example, I've recently come across a big brand that was probably hard to get years ago, but they want a lot up front. So, but because of the transition that the industry is going through, they will definitely help you out more than they probably would have before but they want to make sure that you have a reputable business um, they want to know the brands that you carry they um, want you to obviously start off with a hefty um, opening of you know things that you buy from them okay um, but yeah there's totally more flexible but the good thing about big brands is when you go to another big brand once they see you carrying that, well, you know that big that brand, that's some leverage. Yeah, that's that's oh oh okay, you carry them. Oh okay, so here here you go. It's not as you know crazy as you just selling a bunch of no name or smaller businesses brands, and and you know trying to go to a bigger brand out. They won't really budge as much. But as soon as they see that big brand on your list of things that you sell, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good from there.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's good to know too because it's kind of like one thing I would say too w- w- in what you were just discussing it's kind of like an interview yeah right like mm-hmm. s- it may not be as formal as a traditional interview in a professional realm or like a corporate structure but I mean they want to know you know th- like you said the brands that that they're gonna be next to yeah right because that's also important they don't want to position themselves in a in a uh, in a booth or you know in a a a, uh, a uh, campaign with other brands that they just don't cohesively connect with or they're competing for in the same market right so like you know a lot of times people don't understand that and you have to go in there with that idea of okay well here's my aesthetic here's what I'm trying to do here's my demographic and here's why you fit within that and even when I was doing my brand I had to learn that because you know I, I remember one time it was a it was a boutique in Boston called Bobby's and, um, you know, I was like, all right. It, that and, and that's more of like a secondhand boutique, right? Okay, Very yep. famous. And R.I.P. to Bobby too. But um, I went in there, and I was just talking. I just wanted to get my clothes and anyway. I don't care who. Right. You know what <laughs> I'm right. saying? Like, I didn't care who <laughs> took it. Like, if my aunt wanted to take it, I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> right. put that in the church. I don't even care. Like, put that wherever um, Bring it to your job or whatnot. But, you know, I remember going there and uh, you know he was like oh you know talk with me he's like oh it's we take secondhand stuff like obviously that's not the case what it is and he was like you know like moving forward you probably want to get in a store that's more in line with your product like you have yeah. more like a athleisure, you know aesthetic go to a store like that yeah. and you know that was one of those things that was just a quick little gem that he threw at me and it connected because I didn't have a mentor right and, and telling me this is what you do and this is what you don't do Um, You know, I had to seek out a mentor once I was, you know, obviously in the need of something of that sort. But, you know, I think that's also very important, too, because, you know, everything has to be cohesive. Like with with a business, if it's in any industry, everything has to line up. If it's a campaign from a promotional standpoint, like everything has to line up. You know, so I do think that's very important. But like now, you know, with having a storefront. Right. And sales, obviously, over the last probably 10 to 12 years, you know, e-commerce has skyrocketed up and that has, you know, really, you know, gained or expanded, you know, a large footprint in the market from from a sales perspective. What what. You know, what was the determining factor for you to say, not only do I want to do online, but I actually want to do something where I have to rely on foot traffic and I have to, you know, really kind of put more of my emphasis on on that type of, um, you know, business coming in?
1: Because online, I think a lot of people, there's this huge misconception about online businesses. Every online business is not doing well. It's convenient, of course, but. You're now you're com- you're competing with brands that didn't care about online. Now they have awesome online websites like H and M. H and M didn't have an online website right. for years, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom! That's like a huge thing for them now. So before, I mean, in the beginning stages, like when eBay was popular, when people were—I uh, mean, eBay's still popular—but when people were selling on eBay a lot. That is when online, you could have opened an online store and probably would have done well. Now it's oversaturated. There's so many like, you know, little Instagram boutiques popping up. It's just, it's totally oversaturated. So being in a storefront was important to me because I want people to see that my brand is not just the e-commerce brand, that my brand is a brand that I want to last forever. Mm -hmm. So I want people to physically see and feel my clothes and see, you know, the aesthetic of my store So that they can see that, you know, she's, she means business. So that was like super important to me. And now, um, that e-commerce has become so big. A lot of big brands are not having as many stores as they used to. So that gives opportunities for businesses like mine Mm. to get into spaces like that. I'm in. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't know that. That, and that makes sense. And I also will say too, um, for those that have even, you know, being able to, to go to your boutique, uh, the new the new boutique, and obviously we're going to get into that as well. But I also think you're able to create more of a mood that's um, very personal mm-hmm. um, in a in an actual storefront, right? Um, because now, like you know, the scent in there, like you remember, or just like the overall look of how you have things laid out, and you know, I mean, the type of people that you have working for you. I think you missed that yeah right on a, on the e-commerce standpoint and obviously there's pros and cons of both mm-hmm. but you do miss that on an e-commerce platform um you know how how did you create an actual vibe or um a presence you know just trying to figure things out obviously in the beginning because you know now you're on to this is you moved on to a bigger location but like how was that process like did you did you have a marketing team were you doing this with I your family wish. members? Like, you know, how is that? Because I think that's that's important to know, right? Because there's a lot of people who are probably trying to start either a fashion company or a boutique or, or business. And those are key elements of... Of being an entrepreneur or even in the beginning aspect right like you got to do so many different things you have to hold so many different hats you got to be the marketing director you have to be the person the creative director you have to be the ceo the cfo like so kind of like how did you did you gather a team in the beginning aspect or like how did you navigate the proper resources and ensuring like you got everything together
1: so I, i wish i had a team um i definitely i've done a lot by myself um i'm now starting to step into boss i call it boss mode now because i have employees so now i'm able to actually like
0: um <laughs> slight flex, slight flex dude. Because i'm not mad at it
1: now i'm actually able to say okay post this on instagram or you know be in the store between this time and i don't have to physically be there but obviously like I'm still in a growing stage so I still always have to worry about business and I still always have to worry about my next move um, I think in the beginning you definitely have to save as much as you can like if you find interns great awesome typically interns are not gonna work as hard as you think they're gonna they're gonna work um, my interns haven't well I take that back so I have an intern that she was awesome. Um, but they're always going to have some something that doesn't align, for the most part, in my opinion. Um, but you're you're your brand's best friend. So in the beginning phases, like stages, you have to just worry about doing as much as you can by yourself. Yes, you're going to need help. Um, I think I spread myself too thin to the point where I realized I do need help. Obviously, moving into a bigger space, I had no choice but to get help. But in the beginning, in my suite, I was by myself. I did everything, all the social media, all the events. But that gives you a good hustle and a drive to push forward. Absolutely. And that helps you not give up at the same time, too, because you just, you know, you all you got. Like, you got to do this. And that's that's what pushed me.
0: And you invest all that time and energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many times where with, you know, um, even with Novel, right? Like, I, I think, like, man, this is challenging or this is tough or you know, we want to garnish a bigger audience or we want to grow faster and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like when you're doing a lot of things on your own and and what you're learning, right? So when you do have that intern or when you do have that employee, you can say, Hey, this is how we do it. This is, I know this is how we do it because I did it and I was successful at it. And this is how I want things done. So you can even identify when something is not being done correctly too, right? right? Because you know, Oh, when I did it, I didn't do that right and I you know I I did really well or I when I did when I was in that that role or that was my responsibility I didn't do this and I think that would have been beneficial if I did
1: yeah right I um, think definitely um my first space you know was just a learning process for me but being in my second space and having employees I learned like what kind of type of employee that I want you know what I want them to bring to the table because at the end of the day, like, in your, in order for your business to grow, your help and your your employees, like, they are key to your success. They're, mm. they're the key to your they're success. They're part of the team. They're part of the team. So yeah. in order for, for me to be like, okay, I can open up, you know, two or three locations, I have to have that set team that I can trust, that I know, you know, love my business and care about my business growing as much as I do. Because if you don't have that, if you just have people working for you and they're just working just to get paid then things are not going to flow the way you want it to flow. That, that's what I learned like this time around. Now I know going into my next phase, I'm only hiring people that love fashion that, you know, sleep, eat and breathe fashion. And that I'm okay with people want to to be a designer and things like that. I'm okay with that. Um, but they have to want to be in the business.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's also important because I mean, that you want some connectability. Yeah. Right? In, in anything, right? Like if you work in a, um, if you work as a, as a cook at a restaurant, like you gotta love to, you, you gotta, can't just be wanting to cook just to cook because you're trying <laughs> right. to go out to the club later on <laughs> yeah. and wear your Gucci right. loafers, right? Like you <laughs> right. gotta, you actually gotta care about it. And, and because that's when you, you know, you really optimize the opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Like if you, I remember I was listening to, um, Uh, I think it was Uncut or something or Undenied, I don't know, whatever it is, on Charlemagne the God. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, why he got into radio and, like, how much when he fell in love with radio and then, like, what he started to do, all his moves started to be towards just only radio and then you know all the challenges that he had to overcome but still you know really trying to work towards his goal and his passion of being on the radio or being a you know a, a talk show personality and again that's that's so important because you always want to again align yourself with something that you're passionate about and something that you actually care about because that's you're going to get the most out of yourself with that you're going to you know you're going to get the most out of the opportunity for that too so i think that's important i think some people may look at it like oh well you know everyone's not going to just be you know everyone's not going to just fall in love with fashion so that may be difficult but you do want someone who actually cares about it or who wants to be in that field because then yeah. you can train them the right way and they're actually receptive to some of the, you know, constructive feedback that you're giving or or they're actually hungry and trying to ensure that they're doing the right thing so they can move on and, you know, move to a, a better opportunity.
1: Yeah, you want to let them know, like, this is dope. This is a dope part of the business because I'm still growing. So you grow with me then you can have this title that you probably never thought you would have before. Um, There's so many opportunities when you, when you're in a growing business and that's what um, I think I didn't know how to portray um, to to my employees coming in. But now I know like, this is what I'm looking for. Um, This is what I want out of an employee because I ultimately would love to have, you know, a regional manager and, You know, um, because I want to focus on building the corporate side of things soon. So I want my stores to be like operating really well. And once you have that set team, then, you know, sky's the limit.
0: Yeah. And in order to like the realm that you're trying to get into, you know, that's a very competitive um, space that you're trying to get into one. And they are sticklers for being efficient on every single level from yep. the operational standpoint yep. right from the in-store standpoint um from the marketing standpoint from the price point yep. you know what I mean like if if your orders are not on time that's a problem and and that's more responsibility so you know what you were talking about earlier is that you know with running the business like you want to have other individuals who can have responsibilities that gives you the flexibility to work on more wider initiatives right yeah. w- rather if that's um, expanding the store, right, or trying to get another store at another location, or mm-hmm. trying to go into the corporate market and actually, you know, get some gain some of that market share too. So, you know, I think, I think the whole team literally has to be aligned with each other. Oh yeah. Um, on, on the common goal of what you're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say the same thing?
1: Yeah, because I've gotten like lately, I've been getting so much advice from like people that I probably would have never known um because i believe because of where i am but um a lot of people tell me like you can't be in the store like you have to have people working for you in the store
0: yeah and
1: i'm like how like this is my business but it's It's your baby deeper than that yeah (laughs) and it it is it is so hard for me not to be at work right it's my second (laughs) baby now it's so hard for me not to be at work and like the smallest thing will just like irritate me because i'm not at work like i'll have a like last night, one of my employees texted me and was like, "Oh, is a stain on um, um a coat?" And I'm like, "Well, how didn't you see that before you put it on the floor?" And I'm just like, little things like that. And I'm like, I wish I was at work because yeah. I would have caught stuff like that, that right? or like someone coming in and um, them saying, "Oh, I wasn't sure if something that that was backstop." Like them not paying attention to that was in the back. You should have looked. Like it's small things like that. But like I said before, it all depends on like your team like some people just work just to work and some people you know actually love retail you will get a lot of people that really do love retail
0: no of course i mean i, I th- again i go back to it all the time in, in terms of you know that's definitely a industry where um there's so many different players on so many different levels but like if you're gonna go in more of the the filtered fashion industry i mean that's where you find the most creative individuals and the most dynamic people and the cool people with yeah. the swag with the real drip. Right. Right? Like <laughs> I mean I, I obviously living in New York for like three years, I mean, and being in the industry and whatnot, like, you know, I met the coolest people I've ever met ever of those individuals right who didn't go to harvard university or you know what i mean didn't grow up and have you know wasn't afforded all these great opportunities and went to these private schools a lot of people were just super cool and just like overtly creative that made them very unique yeah you know what i mean and and even i met so many people where i remember i worked at uh worked with a brand and um there's a guy who is a gay guy and, um, I never, I'd never been to like a gay club or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like I was, I wasn't like homophobic, but I just was like, like anybody else. I was right. like ignorant to stuff. Right. right. I just was like, uh, I don't know. Like just, I don't know. I don't right. really know. Like yeah. society makes it bad if you do this, that, and third, or if you go to one, like people may think you are or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and I definitely would say, you know, that individual who I met in, at a brand, um, in the fashion industry, really like opened me up in terms of pause, opened me up in terms of um, my mind frame, right? Of thinking like, dude, like you know, if you want me to understand some of the the issues and the challenges that you go through, yeah. right? Like, then why can't you put yourself in my position and do the same thing, That's right? Um, and and I and I think that was very, you know, I I, I don't know if I've ever even told him this, but I definitely appreciate that because. Like I even have people that I talk people like at work or people I talk to all the time who like make these, you know, negative connotations about people in the fashion industry and like mm-hmm. basically how they're just like almost just lost in the world of like <laughs> this fantasy or whatnot. But like I said, I, I I've met the coolest people, you know, and, and from individuals in that industry who, you know, are just very dynamic, and very just interesting people that have very interesting backgrounds or thought processes. And you look at everybody, like if, if it's the president or the first lady or someone in a, you know, NBA, NFL, they're... Typically trying to look fly and look fresh. Oh, yeah. Right? They want the latest designer. They want, you know, the hottest shoe that came out. You know what I mean? Obviously, that that goes... That co co um, exists with, like, just the African-American culture. But, like, they want that type of look and aesthetic. You know what I mean? So...
1: Without the fashion industry, I mean,
0: people would just walk around looking crazy. People would look crazy. Or, or, Or people would be very difficult to express yourself. Yeah. Like, I've always, you know, found a great expression in just how I dress or my style my look it's like oh that's the way Chad dressed like if Mm -hmm. you see something I've heard many people like oh like I had some inspiration from you because I wanted to like look the way you look right and that kind of becomes like a staple you know if you do have that as uh, uh, something that a, a quality of yours obviously you being in fashion you have that But, um, you know, I definitely think you know the fashion industry really drives a lot of things, it drives pretty much everything, any entertainment, um, you know, even if it's the corporate structure, right? You need a nice suit or you need a nice dress or pant, you know,
1: like even when, like, like you said, like the the president and the first lady, like the Obamas, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, (laughs) shout out
0: to the the 44th president, man. (laughs) Like Sheesh. everyone You like, can come back If you want
1: yeah.
0: We're okay Like no one's upset At all <laughs> Like even if it was Like for the weekend Like right. what if you do Like maybe we should Put something like that Like yo Why don't you a do A weekend like, Do like a weekend president Come back for the weekend bro For
1: real We're not tripping We would like, not Like
0: Michelle Or Michelle You come back And be the president For like a weekend We're like We don't even need Both of you all We're not gonna be greedy But like <laughs> Come on Like and he's Every time I see this, I know Every time I see President Obama You know he's looking Like he is living his best, best life.
1: <laughs> like oh all right america See you, he later. is
0: like never worried it's <laughs> like he never gives off any feeling of vibe like oh guys i'm gonna come back and help like right. every time he's like jeez that is not my problem anymore like <laughs> so swerve swerve i'm good you know what I'm, saying? I'm listening to amigos right now like i'm good on that um so there was a story that you had right and, and i, I want to touch on this because i think this is important. Um, of you when you first got into uh, the Galleria Mall and obviously that's a you know a pretty prestigious mall, one of the top malls in, in Massachusetts at least and you encountered a situation where you there's another store who was there before you mm-hmm. um, we're not going to say the name cause oh, not no, gonna we're, not. No <laughs> we're not going to give no plug but you know they you know they Felt like you were some competition and you guys had similar customers or the same demographic in it. space. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No shade. No shade. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they started to kind of go a very, you know, immature way of trying to like sabotage like your right. Instagram or like having people come to stores and like more so like even trying to threaten at times, right. like, you know, and, and the reason why I want to touch on this because. To my knowledge, this is another, you know, minority African and minority individual who runs a store yeah. or owns a store. I don't know what, what the whole idea is. Me, me, me. Um, <laughs> <sheesh>. <laughs> 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 um, But, you know, I, I, I'm bringing this up because I think it's very important to understand. Again, we, we've talked about it so many different times and so many people talked about it. But like there's so much. Opportunity for everybody oh gosh, yeah. to like to operate, right? And it's like you look at so many different businesses and so many different cultures and demographics or just races and ethnicities. And you know, you look at the Jewish community, all they do is take care of each other. You look at the Italian community, all they do is oh, take care of each other, Asian right? Community. Asian community, I mean, I don't even think, I don't even know if they even have any idea of like eating soul food like because they're so fixated on only supporting like their Mm -hmm. type of cuisine and their people and you know the African American community and culture
1: we we still
0: struggle with this right and I see it every day I see it at work I see it you know just just commonly just throughout my my life but like kind of walk me through that situation what happened like how did you feel about that like what you did to kind of like not move in the same direction and, and like maybe some advice to individuals who perhaps are feeling some sort of way with their competition but really don't know how to level up and boss up, like you said. Right. Right? And and not do it in a manner where it's disrespectful or it just looks immature and petty.
1: Right. So, um, it was a store that like you said, they was there, they got there before me, um and I when I had the meeting with the person at the mall that was getting me into the space, I mentioned that I knew of the store i didn't I don't really know them like that, but I knew of the store right so they took that as me name dropping their name to get into the mall and I'm like that would never happen <laughs> like who are you but <laughs> she came into my space she loved it um like I said, I renovated this space it looked like a dream closet so mm-hmm. um and that wasn't my first big meeting. I had a meeting with, like, the Fenway group. Like, they wanted me to, to open a store in Fenway, like, across from Wahlburgers. So, I uh, around the around the corner from Wahlburgers, near Yard House. But I've had so many of these meetings mm-hmm. that it was, honestly, I really didn't care too much about having the meeting. Because, like I've said, I've had these meetings and they have come up, come up with this bogus price that I wasn't going to pay. So, I went into this meeting with my same, you know, casual mannerism. Like, okay, let's just see what... She has to say. She offered me, a, offered me the space. Good deal. I took it. Um, they got wind of it. I, I honestly actually went into the space, to the store to talk to the owner, um, who now I guess is the manager. I don't know. It's confusing. But anyways, I went in there to talk to him and just to say, hey, you know, how do you like the mall? Like, you know, how has it been? Um, and that just totally went left. And they just, you know, started. I, I hate to say this, but being black and acting like NIG is What I say um which is so hurtful in a sense because we're not each other's competition they're streetwear i'm not um but they just totally started harassing online saying you know crazy things like you know we're copying them it was just like i felt like i was in high school like middle school (laughs) it was just awful i've never experienced that with a business and um it just went on for a long time to the point where the mall had to get involved which was stupid and embarrassing at the same time
0: because yeah, we're would, the only yeah,
1: so. we're the only two black businesses in the mall, so it's very embarrassing. Um, and it honestly it, it it made them look bad at the end um, because I still like have gotten so many opportunities um, after that, and I think they they've been so I've heard they've been begging to get into other spaces, but um, yeah, so it was just. It was unfortunate because I've had a conversation recently with um, a woman my age that has a boutique in the same mall that I'm getting ready to go into, and she, you know, carries women's wear, young, um, and she was excited for me. She was yeah. like, this is which awesome. Is, which she, is dope. Like- she told me so much, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was like, we were literally on the phone for hours. hour. I never saw her a day in my life. I just, you know... Like let me reach out to her. Let me see how it is for her because um, the person that's the person that's at the mall tell me like you know get her get her point of view and her mm-hmm. perspective of the mall. And she we were on the phone for an hour. It was awesome. And I'm just like wow. Like she's white. Um, she's a white girl, um, which was awesome. But it sucked because I'm like it's I don't believe like I'm not call I'm not speaking for every black woman. But from the experiences that I've had, from the experiences that I've had, um, I don't know if I would have gotten that same response from a black woman or a black person. Um, she told me everything, like she told me her <laughs> like she told me everything.
0: She's transparent. Yeah,
1: she's very transparent, and I totally and I told her that, and I told her I, I totally appreciated that, um, especially because I've just experienced the total opposite. Um, I just felt, and she was like, you know, it's okay, like it's enough for us. For everyone, and I believe in that. I totally believe that there's enough money out here for everyone. So being supportive of one another is super important. I think the Black community suffers from that so much. Mm. And to be honest, like being Black in a mall is very rare. I probably will be the only Black owner in the next mall that I'm going into. Um, I think I'm like the second woman Black owner ever to be in malls, um, second to these older women and Copley that I've been there since like the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. and it's awesome to feel that way but it sucks because black people don't appreciate things like that. Something like this should be like oh shoot that's dope yeah. but we don't look at it inspiring. like that. It should be, It should totally be inspiring and that's all I really want to do. I'm not out here trying to be like oh look at me. I really just want to inspire other people. I want to you know continue my legacy. I want my daughter to have something. I want her kids to have something. I want to do something that you know, it's rare, especially in New England. Um, you know, I'm given the opportunity to open up multiple stores. So I'm gonna take this and run with it and I just hope that I inspire someone along the way. That's that's key.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's great, man. And and again, right, like the whole idea of of novel is to bring awareness to, you know, minority owned businesses and um people that are doing these dynamic things and I think it's very um, you know, pivotal to for us to join together as a group. I mean we're stronger together. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't obviously Angel Rye always says to everyone who's your yeah, skin folk and your kin folk and I, I get that. Right. <laughs> but right, um and I also agree to that. But on the larger end I think it is important that if you can't help help. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean you can still be smart about it where it's not sabotaging your business right right? but it it is it is because when you throw that out there that energy you're going to get that in return somewhere and some uh, whether it's from that person or someone else right that you least expect it in order for you to get those blessings and whatnot you got to give them out so you know anyone that's listening to this or you know anyone that's having challenges who or their business is not doing as well as they want and you know the the negative thoughts come suppress them, man. And, and, you know, don't worry about that. Kind of go to that individual, maybe ask for help, right? Maybe you want to ask, you know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is not, you know, going as well as I would like, but you know, I do have a goal towards this. How are you doing this? And that person may be very receptive to helping you, or they may not, but at least you, you, now you're teaching yourself, To be comfortable with going out and having some vulnerability and saying, "Hey, I can now, you know, identify individuals that are doing things that I like to do or do something that I want to do, and they're doing it well. Let me connect with them and have them show me, you know, some uh, the way of how to do certain things." And I think that's really important. Yeah. So your new boutique, where's it at? Where's it located? Um, what's coming up that's new? What are you excited about? Like for people who really are into fashion and who want to have product that is unique and you know you don't have to see everybody wearing it around. Um, mm-hmm. where, where can they go? Like how, how are they gonna find you?
1: So um, I'm in Cambridge in the Cambridge side Mall right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm getting ready to... I hate to even talk about it right now. Okay.
0: All right, so you don't want to tell us, but you're moving to a different location. Yes. All right, and it, it, by the... Your face, it seemed like a really cool location. <laughs> <laughs> so, it... It's really cool we're gonna just say that it's a really cool location Um, but you have a social media presence like where can they find you on social media Um, what if they want to reach out and they're like oh I heard this podcast and like I'm the person that Latia was talking about like I'm the fashion guru like I'm passionate about it and I you know I do have some availability I'm working in college and well you know I'm in college or I just need something that I'm really looking for like how can they get connected with you
1: so um, I'm on Instagram. Um, under my business name is at Shop William Edward. And then at my um, personal Instagram is at Latia Chantel. Um, but for right now, we'll, we're in Camberside Mall. Um, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm I'm trying to... I'm getting ready. Right, I'm in negotiations right now. So I'm trying to close a deal with um, a huge mall management company so that I can have multiple locations further on. Um, so... Yeah, right now you can follow me on social media okay. so you can get the update. But, yeah, we'll, we'll be in um, Cambridge Side until the end of the year. Um, it was an awesome experience there. Um, definitely opened up so many doors for me. I mean, I got an offer from Newberry Street yesterday, which was awesome. Oh, congrats.
0: Um,
1: so, but like you said, strategic. So, I, I, I'm i not going there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no. But, hey, it's, <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's great to have but the option. Off-
1: yeah, it's totally you know? awesome because before I totally would have... You know, I was in this small suite in Dorchester and I didn't know, like, there was so many opportunities out there. But once you present your brand the way you, you know, have it in your heart and you have to present it in a way that, you know, is not just geared towards one ethnicity. Like, people, half the time people don't even know I'm an owner if I'm working in there. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's fine. It's okay. But I will get black people that come in that are totally ecstatic that a black person owns my space because I, I'm i all about presenting professionalism and I want my space to look beautiful and clean and that's, yeah. that's my aesthetic is to look super clean when it comes to, you know, clothing. I don't buy a ton of the same style. Once it's gone, it's gone. I don't reorder anything um, because I don't want people to be in the same club with the same outfit on. Um, once you get to a certain... Level, then it gets a little difficult to be to be as um, strategic when it right. comes to that. Right. But I want to try to keep that as much as I can, even when I have multiple spaces.
0: No, that's that's dope, and it and it's definitely clean. I mean, I've been in there several times, and um, I don't think it's any short of the top brands in terms of marketing and in terms of product placement and whatnot and it's very um, it, it's very plush I would yeah, say. Right. Like anytime I go in there it feels very, very plush and, and upscale. And it, it, it's at a great price point too. Yeah. I think that's important, right? Yeah. Um you don't always I, I know everybody wants to wear the Fendi and they wanna wear you know East Saint Laurent and they that's dope to too somewhere
1: in the middle. You
0: and, and, and yeah. that's what I'm saying, right? You want someone, you know, or, or brand that you still can't afford it's not going to break your pockets right. and you know you you dripped in a thousand dollars but <laughs> right. but you eating burger King. <laughs> that's
1: what happens you know what i mean sorry. i see that happen. you know what i <laughs> mean um
0: you don't want that to be the case but again you know um thank you for coming thank you for sharing some information hopefully a couple people were inspired by this um, you know, obviously, we're, we're supporting you. And we want you to do well. And then when you do open up this new location, I can um, yeah, you can, you can <laughs> let us know so we can definitely help promote on our end. But, um, thank you again.
1: This was awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad that you feel good about it. But, uh, we got Latir Dickinson of William Edwards Boutique. Make sure Lopes. you. Lopes
1: <laughs>
0: Your boy's gonna get you Oh man, my buddy's gonna get me isn't Well, you still are a Dickinson. I'm
1: still a Dickerson by blood By sure. blood Because then your
0: dad would get me if I don't mention oh, his last name because the name
1: of my boutique is William Edward It's named after my dad well, and my grandfather I was, See, <laughs> alright
0: pops, listen I got you, don't think I forgot about you You know what I'm saying, I'm gonna throw you in there You still first, man, don't get it twisted is construed, you know what I mean <laughs> This is awesome Alright, thank you